time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. This is the Retirement Roadmap. This is the podcast that helps you learn a little bit about the financial world and hopefully helps you learn a little something about your own financial situation. How can you improve your situation? Well, that's going to be one of the things that we're talking about on today's show, as we often do. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller. He's a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. He's why you're here, to learn a little bit about what's going on out there in the financial landscape. He has an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road, and you can find us on Online by going to greensbororetirement.com. That's greensbororetirement.com. Glenn, how are you doing this week? Doing well, Walter. Hope you are. Yep, doing great. And we have a fun topic this week. We're talking about the junk drawer. We've all got one of those, right, Glenn? <laughs> yeah, my wife doesn't like mine very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you guys have like one each? I know some families will have like everyone gets their own junk drawer, and then some yeah. it's the family one. Well, you know, I mean, I. <laughs> I take kind of everything and I put it in one room. I said, okay, I'm, I'm just like, just don't go in there. Okay. <laughs> you, wait, wait, you have a junk room. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, you know. It's one like of I, those uh, people. Okay. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, you know, I'm working a lot and this and that. And so it's like, oh, look, you know, everybody wants to organize their stuff differently. And so it's like, okay, look, you know, if I want to look for something, I want to kind of know where it is. Uh-huh. Right. And so it's like, if it's constantly being reorganized to a better place, <laughs> <laughs> then I can't find it. It's like, no, it's like, that's my room. Just let that be. And so we've, we've kind of come to that agreement and it's a good thing. So it's, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, everybody's got <laughs> kind of way that they figure that one out, don't they? That's pretty funny. Yeah. So um, we learned a little something about Glenn today. He has a junk room, not a junk drawer. So for today's conversation though, Glenn, let's just make it a junk drawer. Okay. We'll just uh, make things easier on us in terms of scope here <laughs> and what we can fit into that, into that drawer. Um, no, I'm just messing with you. But uh, it, it, we we all have that room. I think uh, I think I have to join you in that. I pretty much just use the laundry room as my closet. So the clothes rarely make it actually back to the closet. I kind of just go to the laundry room <laughs> to you know pick pick out what's going to be there for the next day. So. I definitely fall into the two similar habits from time to time. Uh, well, most people, I think, at least have one junk drawer in our home. You know, it, we'll have things like rubber bands or clothespins, maybe some highlighters, glue sticks, tape measures, label makers. I don't know. Uh, oh, this is a personal one. So I needed a pair of scissors for my home office, and I couldn't find scissors anywhere. I was looking all around for them. I couldn't find any scissors. So I went out to the store, bought a pair of scissors, brought them up to the home office, and okay, now I had my pair of scissors. Well, then later that evening, we were cooking dinner, and I opened up the junk drawer, and there were three pairs of scissors in there. And I was like, ah, if I'd only relied on the junk drawer, I would have found that pair of scissors very easily (laughs) without buying a new one. Sometimes we forget that useful things are just sort of laying there waiting to be used in the junk drawer. That's why they're there, and we're just letting them kind of fall to the wayside. So we want to put that same mentality to the financial world and talk about some of the things that might end up in our financial junk drawer, how they ended up there, and how we might be able, Glenn, to put them to better use. And we have five examples to share with you on the podcast today of things that might be wasting away in that financial junk drawer. The very first one is an old, and maybe even a really old, life insurance policy. Is that common? 
Oh, it happens, Walter. You know, you know, folks come in and, you know, when we're kind of going through discovery and folks will bring in their, you know, different account statements and different policies and this and that and whatnot. And it's pretty common. It's like, you know, hey, I got this policy way back when. I mean, you know, either they when they first started working or maybe their parents bought it for them and it's there, it's in place. And then, of course, you always kind of ask the client, it's like, what are you planning to do with this? And, you know, how does this fit into the overall plan? And a lot of times folks will say, you know what, I mean, this is just kind of one of those things that's here. It's been there for a long time. I'm not really sure. And is there something that we could do that might be better? And so oftentimes it's like, you know, we will explore to see, you know, hey, this is nice to have this policy, but there might be a way to upgrade that, you know, and to create a scenario where it's like maybe there's additional benefits in today's policies that, you know, would serve you better with where your needs are today. And then we can do a little shopping and kind of determine, you know, hey, can we put this resource to better use and, you know, kind of repurpose it for lack of a better term. Yeah, that's a really good point. A really old life insurance policy may not be needed anymore, and there just might be lots of options for what you can do with those funds or with that policy instead. Just, you know, a lot of these things that we're going to go over have to do with efficiency, too, and so that's important. Sure. Something we touched on in the last podcast, actually, if you haven't had the chance to listen to that one, go back to the previous podcast, and we talked all about estate planning in that one, but it deserves to be in this conversation as well, and you actually gave a great example of this on the last podcast of an outdated will or uh, an outdated estate plan. Right. Right. Well, I mean, you always want to make sure that, you know, that you're current. Think about it. Your will is just that. It's your will. It's what you want to have happen. Right. And so you want to make sure that that's in place if it's a simple will or if it's a trust or, you know, however you've put that planning together with your attorney. I mean, you want to make sure that it's current and it's doing exactly what you want it to do. And so it's a good idea to, you know, to revisit that from time to time, you know, probably, you know, at least every five years or so you want to just go back and review it and say, hey, is this still what I really want to have happen? You know, is this still current? Have have any laws changed, you know, within the state or have some tax laws changed that can, would affect, you know, if this goes to this person this particular way is that going to create you know some unintended consequences do we we need to reevaluate those kinds of things you know i sometimes will see things that are decades old you know and it's like well if something happens to us you know the kids will be taken care of by you know this family member or that family member well, you know, there it's like I've seen situations like that where the kids are grown. They're 25, 30 years old. So that's not really pertinent anymore. And there's their whole situation's changed. They've moved to a different house. There's just all kinds of things that their resources that they have to account for and that they want to make sure that they go to the people they care about, you know, are there and, and making sure that you want to have happen what you want to have happen. I, I can't state that enough. That's what your will is. That's what the estate plan is. You want to make sure that not only do you have that in place, but you have the powers of attorney. You have all of the things that are in place that, you know, if you become sick or if you pass away, that all of those stages are covered and all of your what you want to see happen, it gets taken care of the way you want. And if you don't stay up to date and revisit that from time to time, you know, it can become stale. And, you know, it's like I make this point. It's like you haven't worked your entire life and have what you've accumulated. You want to make sure that it does what you want it to do and it goes where you want it to go. You don't want the state to determine where something's going to go or just because, you know, there was a change in the laws and you didn't stay current with that, that that caused an unintended consequence. And maybe, you know, the heirs ended up paying some additional taxes that they didn't have to pay. You know, you just make sure that you're that you're staying on top of it. You know, you don't have to do it all, you know, like all day, every day or, you know, even every few months. But, you know, every now and again, it's a good idea to come back and revisit it and just make sure that everything's doing what you want it to do. 
Certainly some good points there, Glenn. We're talking about the five things maybe wasting away in your financial junk drawer. Do you have some of these items hanging out in there that could be put to better use? Something else to add to the list here would be a Social Security estimate originally received during the Clinton administration. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, oops, that's like that's like that's in the nineties, right? Yeah, and yeah, you want <laughs> that's, you that's the thing that gets stuck in the back of the of the junk drawer and you you find it, you know, years <laughs> yeah. later, like, wow, I forgot we even had this. Right. Right. Well, I mean, and that's one thing that we you know we do in our discovery process. You know, particularly if folks haven't taken their Social Security yet, is we want to do some you know strategizing about you know how to coordinate those benefits and when to do this and when to do that. And you know, and there's times when folks will bring in something that's maybe not quite as old as that, but still, I mean, we want to have an idea of how you're going to utilize that resource that you have. And so, you know, if, if you have something like that, probably we need to get something updated. And the good news is that, you know, for the Social Security statements, I mean, you can literally just go to the Internet, you know, go to SSA.gov, you know, the Social Security Administration um, website, and you can literally create an account, you know, username, password, and you can go in and get an updated Social Security statement whenever you want one because they don't mail them out quite as often as they used to. And now they only come about every one, you know, every other year or something like that. But you can literally go in and, and get one whenever you want to and it's totally updated. So it's a good thing that if you haven't done that, you know, set that up and be able to access it online and, and then you can stay current very easily. Yeah, it's surprising, but sometimes there are mistakes that get made with, you know, the logging of your your income or misreporting or you'd hate for a typo or something like that to all of a sudden kind of change the equation and the amounts that would go into determining your Social Security amount. So it's good to be checking in on those things on that semi-regular basis or like you said, Glenn, it's just so easy to do online now. So just make sure that part of your, I guess, a yearly routine would probably make sense to go in and check and make sure everything looks accurate there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Something else we can add to this list as well, item number four that might be wasting away in your financial junk drawer would be 401k statements from your past two or three employers. Yeah, we see that sometimes. And really, I mean, you want to be able to take control of your money, right? And if you have old 401ks that are still sitting at at an old employer, you probably want to get that under your control. You know, some folks will end up, you know, just rolling it into like their current employer's plan or another option is rolling it over into an IRA. You know, I mean, I think it's always a good idea to, you know, it's like if you roll it into an IRA, then then you have control over it. You have all the choices that are in the marketplace that you can do whatever you want and position that money however you want. And versus, you know, if you're in a 401k plan, you know, there's some that are good and some that are better than others and so forth. But you're always limited to whatever that menu option of choices that they have, you know, in that plan. Whereas if you have an individual, you know, IRA and you can choose, you know, how you want to position that money, where you want to position that money, and you're not limited to that. And and that gives you a lot more flexibility and options. So, you know, that's something to consider. And frankly, there's actually times too, where it maybe makes sense to roll it into the existing 401k at work too. That would be something that we would want to delve into the details as to what are your financial needs, you know, now and in the future, and how's that going to best serve you. But as like I say, there's never a one size fits all, but you want to take control of the money. You don't want to leave it behind and you want to make a conscious choice of where you're putting it and why. 
And that's one of those things that just, it, it happens and people just kind of forget about it and, and it gets a little complicated. There's forms that they have to fill out and sometimes it's difficult to get the forms. But, you know, I always suggest, you know, let's make sure we do that work and get it done, even though it's kind of a pain and you'll be happy you did because, you know, everything will be a little cleaner and easier to figure out going forward. Last but not least, Glenn, the uh, number five thing that might be wasting away in your financial junk drawer. And this opens up an interesting conversation, I think. Uh, Let's just call it a vacant lot. Uh Uh-oh, our junk drawer just got really big. We've got a vacant lot in there. It's now, you know, much bigger than even the size of your uh, junk room. So that's... There you go. Well, there's it's not so bad. You've been bested. Um, (laughs) A vacant lot purchased 15 years ago, you know, as an investment that's now just sort of hanging around. But this could probably open up to a larger real estate discussion, right? Well, it could. People, you know, invest in different ways. And, you know, there's sometimes things like that. And then there's times where it's like, yeah, you know, that vacant lot's there and they purchased it or, you know, it could be some other piece of property or frankly, it could be some other investment. What we're really talking about is something that is sitting there in your financial life that doesn't really have a purpose. And it's like the reason you put money into it is no longer, you know, a valid reason for you. You know, your priorities have changed or what you need to have happen changes. And and so you want to make sure that what you have in your financial life and how you're positioning your money is serving you and your financial plan. And so whether it's a vacant lot or, or if it's something else over here or there, you know, an old policy or, or whatever the case may be, you know, this is a good thing to just kind of revisit different places that you've put money and make sure that is that really still serving, you know, the ultimate goals that you have. And if it is, great. If it's not, then you know maybe it's time to kind of think about well how could I reposition this money or these resources in such a way that would give me and give my family uh, more benefit. Always wise to look at things this way. And just to kind of wrap this up, Glenn, how often are you discovering these things when people come into your office to meet with you? Do you find a lot of things, a lot of items that are in that financial junk drawer that can be put to better use? I wouldn't say a lot, but I would say, I mean, it, it does happen on kind of a routine basis. I mean, you know, more often than not, I mean, most folks, you know, they've got a 401k or maybe a 401k at an old employer or, you know, they, they have a you know, an IRA that they really haven't paid attention to, you know, in a, in a long time. I mean, and occasionally you'll come across, a you know, a life insurance policy here and there. But they're normally relatively small things, but occasionally you'll come across something that's pretty big and significant. And and like I say, I mean, even if it's not super significant, if you have things scattered around in lots of different places that, you know, it sometimes can just make things just more complicated than it has to be. And if there's a reasonable way to consolidate things and keep your life simpler, you know, it's easier to get a handle on what you have and how to and how to manage it, you know, and going forward. If it's here, there and everywhere, it becomes really hard to have a plan that's going to make sense when you don't have things kind of organized. Does that make sense? It does make sense, Glenn. I think it's, you know, kind of wise to talk about these things that can be working more efficiently in our plan. Sometimes we're always looking for new items, new things to help us out. Sometimes it's right there already in our portfolio or in our possession or right in front of us that we can improve rather than going out and buying brand new. It's kind of like you know, just finding and rather than buying, purchasing a brand new piece of furniture, you know, maybe a desk or something like that, just refinishing it, finding a new purpose for it, relocating it somewhere in the house instead of throwing it out or forgetting about it or, or having to take a whole new approach. Sometimes we can just use things more efficiently. I think that's the big point here. If you've got any questions about things that we've talked about on the show today, it's easy to get in touch with Glenn and ask him those questions. You can get answers to some of your financial concerns. If you've got any of these things we talked about on today's show that are 
sitting and wasting away in that financial junk drawer and could be put to better use. Talk to Glenn about it. 336-291-3535 is the number. That's 336-291-3535. And always online at greensbororetirement.com. Pretty easy to remember. Go check it out, greensbororetirement.com. Click on free consultation at the bottom of the page to get in touch with Glenn that way. Glenn, thanks for the help on today's podcast. Always a good time, and we'll do another one next week. Good deal, Walter. Take care. For Glenn, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. 